terrible chores And washing windows and fighting in wars It's the class of Newcomb High Part 2. It's got some taglines, but they all probably smell like poo. Well, there's only one tagline. Thank God. It's probably <laughs> awful. Uh, student power meets nuclear power. All right, that's probably the best thing about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you might not be wrong, honestly. <laughs> the best thing is that tagline in the song. Yeah, we'll get into it. Here we go. So, with one flashback, one giant mutated squirrel, 11 scenes of female nudity, full body burns, car explosions, radioactive squirrel vomit, two sex scenes, football babies, beehive hairdos, belly button mouths, lizard man mutants, fly man mutants, dolphin man mutants, gorilla man mutant sex, cameo appearances by the Toxic Avenger, shards of glass through the hand, glass shards through the face, subhumanoid meltdown monsters, face melt-offs, chewing on glass, flying baby fish mutants, talking squirrels, Batman mutants, a head ripped out of the socket and eaten, and countless deaths with a 4.2 on IMDb. It's 1991's Class of Newcomb High Part 2 Subhumanoid Meltdown. Let's drop some bucks. Shocks, mother? Your article's on page one. Thank you, Captain. What's up about the B.O.? Come and get me, you son of a bitch. Welcome to Bombs Away, the only podcast recorded inside a projection booth. My name is Jonathan Young. Joining me inside the studio, as always, is... The man who wished he could have been turned to goop, Tyler O. <laughs> oh, I would have done anything to become nuclear and radioactive and explode. That would have been cool. <laughs> right? That's so unfortunate to hear that. Because I love the first one so much. Yeah. Have you ever seen it? No, I didn't watch it. Okay. Now I don't want I mean, <laughs> this movie gives you an update. Yeah, it literally it sums up the first movie. So let's let's just let's let the movie do that for us. Yeah. Ready? Here we go. Here is the intro to part two telling you about part one.
Tromaville, New Jersey, 1986. Whilst the carcinogenous clouds of Chernobyl wreaked havoc over Eastern Europe, something even more funky was festering. Careless leak of toxic liquids escaped from the Tromaville nuclear power facility. Another leak. And seeped into the water supply of nearby Tromaville High School. Three. These horrible, unmentionable fluids caused the student body to mutate and transmorgify. It caused them to dance badly when the smithereens showed up. Some thought they were okay, but no one was safe from the rabid radiation and its strange hormone-reversing side effects. Not even virgins. Some of the students gained superhuman strength. While others simply spewed up mangly mutant monsters. Tromaville High became Nukem High, and there was only one way for the class of Nukem High to stop the mutant monster force. They had to destroy their school. was then and this is a sequel so basically it sums it up pretty well yeah right really like well. you didn't you didn't need to see it no it's yeah yeah <laughs> the nuclear power plant next door contaminated the water and and but also something they didn't really focus on focus on is that they were also the cretans which in this film is kind of like the bad gang like the squirrels yeah right they were growing weed Next to the power plant, nice. and then selling it to the students, and that weed was also nuclear active, oh. right? So there was two different ways people were becoming contaminated uh, with radiation, and uh, but the same effect kind of happens. Yeah, is, um, yeah, everyone gets infected. Yeah, the girl kind of becomes pregnant with the baby. Yeah, uh, mutant, and that grows into a giant monster mutant that kills all the gang members by yeah, the end of the movie. It did say and virgins. Yeah, right. Yeah. But she, um, mm, no, she was a virgin still. That's right. Is it like uh like Cabin in the Woods rules? Like you got to get you got to get what you can get. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, they they were gonna have sex, but they didn't. Oh, um, because there's a th- there's very a uh, Puritan like kind of uh through line there between those two main characters. The guy who's like 
kind of looks like the Hulk in uh, those those scenes. Sounds like and freaking, then her. Uh, any trauma movie. Yeah. <laughs> There's always that Puritan, like, like, oh, I love you, Bobby, type character. The problem with this movie is... A lot. <laughs> yeah. That it also has an extremely, like, I'm like, this is the movie that sexual predators base themselves on. <laughs> like, Go on. <laughs> like, like, that, like, watching the Dean work. In this movie. Oh, just like squeezing butts? Yeah, I'm yeah. like, damn. Like, Harvey Weinstein was like, that's me. Oh, God. It's awful. Yeah, it's... But it's, that's that's the thing with, like, like newer... I know this is, like, 20 years old, over 20 years old. But, like, newer trauma films get real nasty with that kind of stuff. Yeah, but... Uh, it, Poultry it, Guys just kind of like that, too. Yeah, I guess. But they always come off as, like, like just kind of over the top. This came up straight up like predatory, just creepy, just really creepy and gross. Well, th- that that happens throughout the whole thing. Like it's it's such a weird thing because th- to me there is a line between like eighties comedy, like Vice City, or I mean Vice Squad, or what yeah, is it? Yeah, Vice, <laughs> Vice Academy, Vice Academy, right? And this, yeah, where Vice Academy is like. Hey, here's these girls, and yeah, they'll make, they their clothes might fall off, you know, bra and panties. Yeah, or this something. was just straight up, just like just show tits and ass and grab it. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. and and be okay with every single girl getting either harassed, fondled, or almost borderline raped. Yeah, and 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 it's it's for jokes, like it's yeah. funny, like ha ha ha, guys, isn't it so funny that we just have all these guys who are just raping people? Yeah, it's not funny. No, it's not. Yeah, I, I mean, I hate to be a Debbie Downer right in the beginning of this episode, but I I do have to say, for for a level of like where it's like I like trauma, right? Like I like Toxic Avenger, I love Class of Newcom High One. That this and maybe part of it is that like I don't get this feel from a Lloyd Kaufman directed movie. Well, he didn't make this one. Exactly, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, I get I I I'm getting this from. This director, yeah, this has that's like a, part of it. Yeah, I think. this has a sense of humor much akin to like Thanks Killing. Okay, yeah, right, maybe just, just like gross and not that funny. I, I I can agree with you. I I totally I can I can see where you're coming from, and um, it's 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 almost to shock you in a different way than 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 Kaufman would. Yeah, like because that's the only thing that I really noticed is that when it comes to like satire in a political way, or like we said, the Puritan way, yeah, it's not coming off like Kaufman would. No, it's not smart in this at all. No, there is some funny moments in it, but everything's so heavy handed and over the top. It's yeah. Just not. So this one was directed by Eric Luzil, who is most, famous for this movie yeah that's a bummer (laughs) right um but i had seen something else on his directing credits when i looked it up earlier that was like oh really well he did part three as well uh but there was uh, something else oh lust for freedom was one of those other ones where i'm like oh he's always like fortress america (laughs) like kkk he's always made these like crazy uh, like bikini beach race, like these kind of like crazy over the top, either action or like skin flicks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. sounds about right for this guy. But 
the difference I would feel like if I watched any of these other ones compared to this one is that like I feel like they he's gonna take them more seriously than this. This one, he was like, oh, we get to lean into the fact that it's a movie. And, yeah, uh, and we get to lean in that it's bad. Yeah. But and, they don't. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know. Let's dive in. Yeah. So now we're introduced to the fact that uh, a new college Yeah, this is school, a college now. Uh, has been built on the remains of the high school that blew up from the first movie. Yeah, which is weird. And it is the Tromaville Institute of Technologies, or TIT. Ladies and gentlemen, we're setting you up for the type of highbrow humor that's about to occur. These are the jokes. Yeah. And TIT, on a daily basis, <laughs> has daily methylene sprays. Yeah, which is actually kind of funny. <laughs> it's just because basically the the school was set up uh, with with the guise of yes, we'll put this school to fund actually that we're actually have another nuclear power plant. Yeah, and the built. kids are running the nuclear power plant. What? Yeah, yeah, it's a student run nuclear power plant, which is in that realm of just like trauma stupidity. Yeah, it, this is going to be really hard for us to like kind of place logic in a movie that breaks the fourth wall. And it's like, also going to be really hard for us to outline the plot because there really isn't one. Not much. The main conflict of this movie literally can be summed up, can be completed in 10 minutes, but there's so many like skits and vignettes that happen in between that it's just like, oh, for sure. Shit. So this is a school next to a, a, a power plant, a nuclear power plant that still needs to have like daily methylon sprays to decontaminate people. Yeah. Right. It also in this voiceover says that it has limited space for lockers. Thus the girls need to wear limited clothes, which is like, um, excuse me. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Who's taking their clothes off at school? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of butt cheeks in this movie. A lot. And and just everybody's in a bikini. Everyone, every girl, every girl is in, in a, a bikini. bikini. And, and that, and it wouldn't be a Trovama movie without one or two overly obese dudes that are Huge. extremely gross to even look at. Uh, the guy, <laughs> the guy has a tattoo on his stomach that says "Eat broccoli." <laughs> it's <laughs> just it, a reminder that yeah, it, that he like, never fuck, follows I need to through. Slim down. <laughs> um, our main character. This is one of the only jokes. Brock hunk beef. Brock hunk beef. This is one of the only ca- jokes in this movie that carries over well. He's a huge hunk. He's a bodybuilder and all this shit. And he's like this weird ponytail. Yes, well, a weird ponytail. That is the worst part. But no, he's seen as like ugly as fuck, and he can't get laid. <laughs> and, and um, and one of my favorite, no, Brick Bronski. Man, yeah. you were so wrong. <laughs> no, that, I'm just making fun oh. of his name. <laughs> It was close enough that it was, like, believable. I mean, that's his actor name, is Brick Bronski. Oh. Uh, the character name oh, is Roger Smith. Smith. Oh, fuck. Okay. So I'm like, beef heart cake. Yeah. It's all from uh, that old Mystery Science Theater, like, space. I see, I see. Uh, yeah. But either way, yes, this guy who's just, like, he's basically, if Dolph Lundgren was American, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This guy should have played He-Man. And he's um he's actually good. Yeah. Yeah, he's he is he the has through to, line in this movie yeah, he that has holds to it be together. As strong as he is cuz he's carrying this whole movie. Yeah, and actual people. <laughs> yes, and actual people. So, um 
He falls. Yeah. In, yeah he, what what we're introduced to is basically the climax of the movie in the beginning. Yeah. This is a uh, done all a. Um, Pulp Fiction style. It's, In a way, it's, yeah. It starts at the end. Yeah. So there's a giant mutated squirrel that's just like stepping on w- w- people, but they're G.I. Joes. Yeah, which is pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. It, it's there's very... some stuff that this movie does that's like sight gags and like little things that are funny and did For make sure. me laugh, but I felt stupid as fuck. And I felt dirty. I did too. I definitely felt dirty. I took a shower this. after watching this. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mostly because you just needed to. I needed to. Because you, three just days. like Brick Bronski, have major BO. Which is another weird joke. I that love the It's joke. never explained, but he just <laughs> smells bad, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many lines um, where people are like, Jesus Christ, you just stink. <laughs> yeah, they're like, he, he's in his room, and he's like, or it's supposed to be his dorm, but it's also an office for some reason, and this like fucking gross guy comes in, he's like, how about some deodorant? <laughs> It's just yeah. like what the fuck? Yeah. Um it there's there's something where it happens um where somebody gives him a flyer and he's like, Do something about your BO. Yeah, it's so <laughs> funny. That's funny. That is funny. That's like genuinely funny. Because we were like, just fucking stink. Yeah. Um so this squirrel is stomping around the school, destroying it. People are being vomited on by the squirrel. Typical with, like, trauma shit. Nuclear man. yeah, waste. And um, then uh, Beefcake Hard Rocks <laughs> comes in. Beefcake Hardcock comes in. <laughs> and he's carrying this girl, and he's like, please don't, please, God, don't let her die. <laughs> and, like, a really cool, like, in-joke. This is when this is when you realize, like, oh, like, the movie is making fun of itself and, and, and the universe that it lives in. And he's like, please, I swear, I'll, I, I won't watch any more trauma movies. Yeah, and right? I was like... You're like, okay, here we go. I wish you would have looked at the camera because that would have made it even funnier. I won't watch any more trauma movies. Right. Ding, ding. Which also is a through line, too, is that, like, he must be a fan of trauma movies because he has um, in his room a Toxic Avenger poster. Yeah, but there's a Toxic Avenger poster in every fucking trauma movie. That's true. But he also has a Class of Nukemai 1 yeah, poster. Yeah, which is pretty good. That's that's <laughs> a kind of a funny sight. Yeah. Like I said, everything that's funny in this movie is not meant to be funny. No. <laughs> like, the things you laugh at are not what's going on and he has a trauma's war out in the like in yeah. the hallway of his room yep so yeah there's a lot going on there but um he begs god like and does this entire narration because he happens to be a student journalist yeah right yeah and he was researching what was really going on behind the scenes here at tit yes <laughs> and so What's really going beyond the scenes here uh, is all done now in, I guess, flashback form for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Right? Until we catch back up to this scene. So some things to note. Uh, the Like you said, the nu- nuclear reactor is totally run entirely by students. Right? There, uh, The new corporation in charge of the reactor is Nuka Mama, mm-hmm. who is also doing scientific experiments. Yes. And we have this, like, sexy lady – with a big, huge beehive hair. Oh yeah, she's great. Yeah, <laughs> Doctor uh, Professor Holt. Yeah, Professor Holt. I did find her attractive. Yeah, me too. Yeah. She's very cute. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but she's a terrible actress. But yeah, but she has this gigantic beehive to the point where, like, it starts to curve. It keeps forward. falling off of her. The entire movie, she's adjusting it. Yeah, it's like fixing it. And um, 
she wears a bra and panties with just a lab coat over it. And it's open. Yeah. Except it's buttoned at the crotch. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so dumb. Uh I I really enjoy her. Yeah, she's fine in this film. And yeah. uh oh, and she's wearing like these like uh glasses like Hollywood from Mannequin. Yeah, like, they're Hollywood. they're weird. <laughs> Those 80s like swoop glasses. I don't even know like I don't know how to describe it other than the fact that they're like they got points and they swoop around your full face and uh they're crazy. Like Something that where I'm like, can I get my hands on one of those? <laughs> Interesting. Yes. She also starred in Bikini Beach Race. That an- makes sense. Another of his movies. She was in Toxic Avenger 2. She's also in Sergeant Kabuki Man. Yeah. So she's a trauma staple yeah, from the 80s, Yeah, she's a trauma 90s. person. I know she was also on USA Up All Night to introduce it. So that's that's where I first remember seeing this film as a kid, but always like kind of skipping it. Like, like it would come on as a double feature on USA Up All Night with part one. And I would see the beginning and see the squirrel. And that's the only thing I remember is the gigantic squirrel, like, around the nuclear stacks. Yeah. And would never watch the rest. <laughs> and I, I don't know. Maybe even as a kid, I felt like I was like, I don't like this. <laughs> I yeah. hate this. Yeah. So that's that's kind of how that went down. And then there's Dean um, Okra. Um who has the world's most annoying fucking voice. Jesus Christ, this character is unbearable. Dean Okra, the guy who's running the school. Oh, yeah, the dean. And he's like, hello! It's awful. And he's disgusting, too, because he's got actual dandruff around his hairline. He's got, like, eczema. Yeah. (laughs) It's weird. It's so fucking gross because it's real. Yeah. Let me. uh, It's real. And you know they cast him. Purely because he had gross ass eggs in my right yeah. head. Yeah. Yeah, and he's okay, so he is Weinstein in corn mm-hmm. <laughs> incarnate. He's just he, like every single scene that he has with uh this Professor Holt. He's like squeezing her boobs, yeah. touching her butt. Yeah, the, uh, and it's just oh, isn't it lovely that we work here at, at Nuka Mama and and you're just like, Oh my god, please stop talking. Yes, it's like, the worst voice. Right? So some other things are that um, there's also like the students are doctors. There's a doctors and they operate on people using chopsticks. Yeah, that's a weird one. And the chopsticks <laughs> make jackhammer sounds. Yep. <laughs> Remind and, me of um amateur surgeon. <laughs> and there's a gang called the Squirrels. Yes, ran by this big fat guy. Which does not explain why they're called the Squirrels and only becomes really confusing to us when we're trying to describe the movie versus a giant actual squirrel and the Squirrels. I don't know why. Yeah, I also was confused about them being called the Squirrels because apparently the only thing untouched by the nuclear radiation in the area because they were smart enough to stay away from it is the Squirrels. Right. <laughs> so it's like... And not the gang, like literal squirrels, animals. But also, they get called Cretans, which was the name of the gang from the first one. They get called Cretans someplace in the movie, and they're like, yeah, we're Cretans. You're like, why aren't they just Cretans? Why didn't that gang just carry over? Because it sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You're going to check out on this one, aren't you? God, this one's rough. So uh, the squirrels are like... A bunch of those fat guys. There's the squirrelettes, which are like girls, and they're scared of one thing: young boys on rollerblades. What the hell? And that shit made me laugh really hard, and I felt so dumb for it. I literally at the end was Why like, "Why was it funny to you?" I don't know because it was just so <laughs> nonsensical. I didn't think they said, 
And the squir- the squirrels and the squirrelettes are only scared of one thing. Young boys on rollerblades. And I was like, what? And then it showed them. And I was like, what? And they were all like, ah, run! And they ran. And it made me laugh. And then after that, I was like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm so dumb. Yeah. Like, because I didn't understand why the young boys on rollerblades would even be at this school. Because you know? it's funny. <laughs> yeah. It's so dumb. You're right. It's it, such a non Because we could pick on this all day long, but it doesn't matter. No, it's all dumb. So also, like, Tommy Wiseau is one of the squirrels, <laughs> it seems. There's a guy that looks just like Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, he's, he's scary looking. And even talks weird, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I kept thinking, like, is that a celebrity? Because they kept showing him all weird in the scenes, but it's not. Un- coming up, we're coming up to a joke where they're explaining what it's like to eat f- lunch at uh, Tit. And they said, the food... The only food they served was plastic novelty animals. And yeah. That, that made me laugh again really hard. And I was like, <laughs> I'm so dumb. <laughs> it did genuinely. I was like, ah. <laughs> and I was like, that's so fucking dumb. Why am I laughing? Yeah. <laughs> they got is, you a couple on times. On the table, huh? tons of plastic novelty animals covered in like jello yeah it's pretty funny <laughs> God damn there it. is a sign you're at, gonna wind up saying you love this movie there is a end. sign at one point that also says eat dolphin meat and it's yeah. like a dolphin smoking a cigarette <laughs> um so uh another thing is that there's this weird what is with the um not toxie but like he looks like a toxie ripoff captain huh captain? Ca- captain that's his name but he's also the um He's the costume designer. Oh, really? Yeah. There's a well. There's a costume designer for the movie's named Captain, and they model the character after him. And it's like this mutant guy, which I thought was something from the first movie, but no, it's not. Not at all. And he's it's all nothing. fucked up on top, but he has basketball shorts and regular he looks legs. Awful. Yeah, he looks. <laughs> but I'm like, is he just wearing a mask, or he's supposed to be a real mutated person? I think he's all melted. Yeah. It's <laughs> Nobody's so, addressing it's it. It's so dumb. But he's one of the ones who's like, why don't you do something about that bo? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Like, what do you do something about your face? Um, so Brock Longcock uh, is going to um, talk to his editor at right. the newspaper about how he has a really... But not be- before he does a whole bunch of monologuing. He <laughs> saves a baby. He does save a baby. They throw a baby around and he catches <laughs> yeah, so it. Yeah, so the squirrels... Like, this is another thing I don't understand is, like, why you would have this, like, this gang who would pay tuition to be in college to be a gang. Well, they didn't pay tuition. We learn later that they're they're working with. True, Oprah, so. but like it's just this weird thing where it's like everybody is in the school would be there to learn. Like you yeah. don't. Maybe you go to college to party, but you don't go there to like rape. Another funny <laughs> or joke: kill babies. Another funny joke that happens is when he's talking about the classes you can take, and he doesn't name any of them. But on the board, it's like Uzi's one hundred and one. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, I was like, that's dumb. That's what they're gonna teach us in school now, <laughs> yeah, right? Um, no, yeah, they throw a baby around. Yeah, and... they, they, yeah, they're taking a baby, they're tossing it back and forth, and then they're just like, fuck it, and, and they chuck just it, throw it across the. And I'm just like, wait a minute, and Roger catches it, and. The lady walks up, takes it from him, and is like, all men are pigs, and walks away. (laughs) And it's really weird. It's extremely weird. Like, I just don't understand where this movie wants to go. What it wants to be. It wants to go every which way, but sensical. That's true. So, like I said before, we're introduced to Professor Holt, who wants to make 
what's known as subhumanoids. Yes. And subhumanoids, in her own description, which is by far confusing at best, is that they are unthinking, unfeeling human beings that can be basically subservient, right? Yeah. But her reason for making them unthinking, unfeeling like clones of people is more so that they don't suffer the pain and emotion that we do and that she has as a child. Yeah, and she also wants... But we don't know what she's been through. She, like, wants them to fight wars. That's later on said. That's the whole reason behind it. It's like, they can fight wars and not us. They do show us her as a child. Yeah, that was interesting. That was weird. But stretching, like, a brain skin over a skull. She's like, I've always wanted to do this. <laughs> and the kid's like, what the fuck am I doing on the this set? The kid's just got a beehive with the glasses yeah. and a lab coat on. Yeah, the kid's like, God, I hope I get a SAG credit for this. <laughs> so uh, she says through gene splicing, film splicing, and yeah. nuclear fusion, which I laughed at. I, I laughed too. at that. Too. <laughs> it was like, so, I have film splicing. So dumb. Right? She, she basically tried to splice uh first she tried to splice together like a fly and a and human he, this is actually really i like and this these are part. all these are all stop motion animation they're all clay too, too. they're yeah. all made of clay uh she tries to splice uh a, a fly and a, a human fly. um also though she tries to do a lizard and a and a human and then she does a, a dolphin a bulimic dolphin <laughs> and a human and it vomits <laughs> It's always vomiting. Yes, it's always vomiting. And then she was like, I finally got the right combination with a gorilla and a human. And then it, it was But like, it has some giant horn. And also it can have sex with women through their bikinis. They don't need to take the bikini off to have sex. Why, though? I don't know. <laughs> Why is that a thing? And the woman's like, ah! it's so weird. And it does have a horn. Yeah. 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 Why does it need to have sex you know, without a bikini being taken off, is that is that some sort of weird '90s perversion? I don't know. Being like, God, I can't wait to fuck somebody through their fabric. I don't know. It was very <laughs> weird, and I didn't like it. <laughs> me either. Most of this film for me. And then I went, "Is that how they're making them?" But no, that's not. That's not like that. What we see with the gorilla fucking this girl is n- is just inconsequential. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of like the failed experiment of the exact same experiment that it wound up being successful yeah they end up just making them like test tube babies almost right now a subhumanoid is also born with quite possibly one of the most disturbing things i've ever seen that i continually wanted to look away at i loved it are you serious i thought this was God, the every crowning, time it was on screen the crowning jewel of this movie <laughs> and that's not saying much i think it was hilarious every single subhumanoid clone instead of having a belly button, has a second mouth. <laughs> and it's straight up lips. Fucking disgusting. Lips and teeth. <laughs> lips, tongue, teeth. It's so good. I thought no, this was the so part where gross. I laughed. And then they had like a montage of, of them lips, doing tongue, shit. teeth. Of them eating. There was one of them kissing. Kissing another then, belly button of the same thing. And smoking a cigarette afterwards. Oh, my it's God. It's so funny. One of them does something, and you can actually see through it to the room behind <laughs> no. it. Because it's just a shell. It was so gross. I liked that part. No, I was weirded out. It I was, was super so weirded out by it. And it is the like the thing that identifies them versus regular humans yes but god it was disturbing to me so 
uh, Brick Bronkonging is at the has at a basketball game reporting, and he's watching this new girl, and he's like, "Oh wow, she's so good. She's so good at this sport." And then she fucking melts in front of everyone. Yes, to a pile of goo. Yes. So, but we did miss something. So so um, beef hard cake <laughs> is um, he doesn't he's never had sex. That's right. He's never had sex. Or no, he has, but it's been so long. Yes. Right? And he gets a flyer that they're doing experiments where basically you get $8 an hour to end up and you have sex. Yeah, and he's like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, he's like first in line. Yeah, he uh, right? he gets in and they're he's interviewed they're... by Professor Holt. And she asks him how many times he's had sex and in the past, like... Month. month and he said 25 times and she's like self-flagellation does not count which is <laughs> right. kind of funny yeah. um and other people are like oh no yeah they're like fuck <laughs> so he goes in the room he's told by a computer to blindfold himself and to not take off yeah the with some like heart speaker <laughs> it reminds me of the uh, did you ever play the sims no. Uh, in order to have sex in The Sims, you had to buy a special bed that you could have sex in, <laughs> and it looks like that has a big heart headboard on it. <laughs> so, um, Victoria is the name of the character. The this girl walks in, and um, she's in like Fredericks of Hollywood, like like lingerie. Yeah. The whole movie, in some way, shape, or form, she's wearing something that I would consider lingerie, not yeah. actual clothing. Yeah. Uh, in this case, she's wearing like. White lacy stockings that aren't quite fishnets. They're more just like lace all the yeah, way up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a lacy like bedrobe and then like lacy gloves. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> right. Also, like this is that thing where I, I don't think whether I was born now or whether I was born back then. I would have found this kind of fashion attractive. No, she also got a really small head, a really small face. <laughs> that was the first thing I noticed. I was like, Carly, dude, she was like, that girl got a small ass face. Aww. Aww. <laughs> Poor girl. So, um, yes, this this character is played uh, by Lisa uh, Rowland. Yeah, Lisa Rowland, who has not been in anything other than trauma stuff. Yeah, pretty much, right? Like yeah. Sergeant Kabuki Man. She actually was in Return to Nukem High, uh, Volume One, the the you know the the fourth movie in this series, Toxic Two Two. <laughs> oh, she's gonna be in the new one, Shakespeare's Shitstorm, and um, yeah, oh, she was in Law and Order. <laughs> oh, yay! In an episode. Oh, what's Slaughter Daughter? Uh oh. <laughs> I think we just threw something on our list. Uh probably. So but I mean, she does a decent enough job for what she's got. She's more or less supposed to be the female lead um to a movie that like doesn't give a shit about females. Yeah, and no female <laughs> lead also. Yeah. It's like she literally does nothing. Yeah. So subhumanoids also don't really think or feel this girl seems to be the obse- uh, uh, exception to the rule. Like yeah. she's starting to think or feel a little bit more. She funks real good. Yeah, and right? then they're funking, and he says, "Oh my god, it feels like you have a second mouth down there." And right, it's like licking him. Right, and I'm like, "Shouldn't you be concerned about that?" <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> like, what did he think that was? Her vagina. Yeah. <laughs> 
He's like, I do have a second mouth. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, I have a third mouth. Yeah. So Doctor Holt says, like, wow, she's feeling passionate with this boy or whatever. Yeah, she's evolving. Yes. Right. And then, uh, so so man, she is heartbreak is uh <laughs> immediately enamored. Yeah, he falls in love with her instantly. Right, but doesn't know who she is or where he can find her. Yep. Right? So he just goes about his, his journalistic approach to things. Um, there is, like you were saying. A um, basketball game. There's this basketball game. They watch this girl, mm-hmm. and she is doing really good, and then she fucking melts. Yeah. Into a pile of goo. Into a pile of goo, but then the pile of goo has like, it's like a troll head. Yeah, it comes out. Right. Like a critter. It's like, it yeah, it is like a, looks like a critter. Yeah, yeah, it's like a really bad critter ripoff. Which is pretty bad because a critter is a bad gremlins ripoff, so it's like, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty bad. It almost looks as bad as a ghoulie. Yeah, <laughs> it does look like a ghoulie. It's a hobgoblin. Hobgoblin. Damn, we're just naming critter ripoff. I mean, like, gremlin ripoffs, basically. Um. Yeah, so he goes to his, his editor, who's like a MILF. And, and, and uh, Professor Holt um, actually comes with a net and grabs that some humanoid. Yeah, and she's like, don't worry about it. She just ate too much before she exercised. <laughs> yeah, like, and and it's it's learned that Professor Holt is trying to save what these subhumanoids are becoming by these little, like, troll dolls yeah. uh, and trying to revert them back to their original state, but she hasn't figured that out yet. Yeah. Um, so, yes, um, Manchi's hard cake goes to uh, his editor, who's dressed as Poison Ivy. For some reason. <laughs> and is also sexually harassing him. Yeah. She, yeah, she kind of wants to fuck. She, like, does at the same time as make fun of him. Yeah, she wants to fuck, but she's also like, you're a loser. Yeah. <laughs> Try to do something about the B.O. It's so <laughs> weird. Um, but he tells her, like, there's something weird going on at the school, and she basically tells him, which is really funny because it's completely true about the news media. She's like, no one wants anything real. They just want gossip. And he's like, Okay. There's also some weird scenes in which, like, there's a guy choking out a girl, and he's like, let me carry your books. Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus. Like, it, I, this is that kind of thing where, like, I this is a prime example of a movie, I feel, that was watched from people back then. And has now carried over into disastrous results as a as a society as a whole. Yeah, yeah, it's right. Like, Where they're like, "Oops, this is all okay. It's okay to pull people's bras off. It's okay to oogle them and take pictures of them behind the scenes." That's you know, I was just watching Sleepaway Camp the, two the other day, and and there was guys that were taking Polaroids of naked chicks, and it was just like, hur, hur, hur. "Yeah, that was much the nature of film back then, though." But yeah. it was just so like fucked up. But and- I don't understand how. Like, it wasn't, it was still socially acceptable to the point of, like, nobody was, like, commenting on it. It wasn't, and no one, and people were. Were they? Yeah, it was just, it was a very small minority of, uh, or no, it wasn't a small minority. It was a big majority. It was a very quiet majority. Yeah. Because they couldn't do anything. True. But this is also trauma everything. Right. Like, it's just always been trauma. They've been disgusting and, like sexist and misogynist and it's just and racist holy shit poultry geist is it racist it's post 9-11 so you answer that question for yourself okay <laughs> got it <laughs> yes it's it's very fucked up um but I, that's eh, why I, whatever i it's, uh, it's not whatever let me put it that way like um 
I like the man as a person. Yeah. I love Lloyd Kaufman. I think I think he is extremely kind and generous and uh I think he's innovative, you know, for everything that he's pulled off. Uh but some of this humor is questionable. Yeah, very much know? so. But once again, he only produced this. Yeah, he didn't he didn't I mean he produced it and he lent his voice to the helicopter pilot at the end of the yeah, movie. I thought That's that was it. him. Um so I, I I'm I, most of the blame's still gonna fall on this director and yeah, these writers. And these writers. Yeah, they let it happen. So um so yeah, he's basically brushed away that like no one gives a shit about anything bad that's happening at this school. And uh then some shit happens. Yeah. So uh, Toxic Avenger breaks the fourth wall and shows up on the set of Class of Nukem yeah, High like, too. Nuki or Toxy, Toxy, what are you doing here? And like, it's just this, like, like this isn't your movie. You're on you're on soundstage four. Fuck yeah. off. And he's like, <laughs> and he leaves. And it's That's like, it. thanks for that, guys. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Did you know this movie was that bad that you're like, we gotta put Toxic Avenger in it, or people are gonna be bummed. <laughs> people won't know it's a trauma film. People will be like, fuck, this movie sucks. We only had four titties in it. So we need something to let them know it's a. There was film. still quite a lot. Of no, there was a lot. <laughs> I said I stopped counting individual like pairs of breast and just went like, here's this many scenes of nudity. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, it's overwhelming. Honestly, it is. It's distracting. <laughs> it's distracting. No, I mean like it's like it's just like oh, is that boobs in the background? <laughs> yeah, yeah, boobs again. Yeah, here's some more boobs. So, so um, as we were mentioning before, um. Roger is uh, obsessed with Victoria, and then uh, he formally meets her because what they're doing is they're slowly releasing subhumanoids quote into the wild yeah. into the student population. They're integrating to them blend into the in, students. yeah, right. And so he runs into Victoria at the cafeteria, in which he runs into her literally, and she spills and breaks a glass bottle. And, and then, then she just starts picking the glass up with her hands. Yeah, and then just has has like a glass shard through her palm. Yeah, and he's like, "Jesus Christ, are you okay?" Exactly. And Jesus she's like, Christ, it's a Christ allegory. No, it's not. She is. She's not from this world. Through the hand, he says, "Jesus Christ." He didn't. I just made that up. I know. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> I was trying to give this movie. Sorry, guys. We're really stretching <laughs> here. <laughs> I was trying to give this movie more than it's worth. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, he he finally meets her. She, um, she has this weird thing that he doesn't seem to address. Oh, he's got milk all over his face in this scene, too. And uh, Now he's just white. Yeah. <laughs> Where um, Victoria is calling Professor Holt Mommy. Mommy. And he, nobody seems to blink an eye. He at does this. a little bit. He's like, "Mommy," and then she stops saying it. Yeah, but then says it again before, like, like the end of that conversation. Yeah. So, uh, we also realize that not all subhumanoids were created equal, and that some look disgusting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, there's this like leathery looking woman. Yeah. That is just like too old to be like a subhumanoid clone. Yeah. I was like, I'm whose mom was owed a favor in this yeah, film? Yeah, like, put me in the movie. Right? Please. Because he's like, hey, subhumanoid, you're more experienced. Teach this other subhumanoid. I was like, don't. I don't. Please don't take off your bra. Yeah. <laughs> please, God. There's a, um, 
there's a subhumanoid that integrated itself into real society. Um, you can find him in most of uh, Ron Howard's films. <laughs> <laughs> How oh, mom, they did it! Oh, it's been a while. It's been a while, mom, but where he is? How do you know about the mouth belly button? They just saved the show. <laughs> mom, I was really worried about this episode, but they brought me in and I saved the day. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I hope they don't talk about my belly button, though. Ronnie told me I could voice the. <laughs> is Castaway a Ron Howard? Is that Robert Zemeckis? That's Zemeckis. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> They're the same. Uh... <laughs> he told me that I could be the chalkboard on Beautiful Mind. <laughs> he told me I could be the baby that gets left in the bathtub. He said I was wrinkly enough. Thank you. I I I've actually never seen that movie, so I only had chalkboard. Oh no, yeah. He forgets that his baby's in the bathtub and it almost dies. God damn. Yeah, it's a sad movie. <laughs> he told me I could be the really gross albino pastor in the Angels and Demons. Oh my god! <laughs> I could be the guy who whips myself. I do it anyway. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Howard, he told you. me I could be Mona Lisa. <laughs> He said, just stand there and look pretty. Anyway, who wants another ice cream man? <laughs> Don't talk about my belly button. <laughs> please. <laughs> please, fuck God, please. Uh, oh, now we have to go back to this movie. Yeah, that was a better movie with Clint Howard. <laughs> um, yeah, we're The here. Howards, Subhumanoid Meltdown. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> um, what, uh, yeah, now, now we're at a point where, um, uh, uh, so, I'm sorry, I'm still on Clint Howard. So now we're at a point where, uh, juice box steroids is, uh, going down and he is going back to his editor and he's like, I got the story. I, I figured it out. Like they're, they're creating like weird people. And, and, and uh, like I, and the editor calls up the Dean and the Dean is like, hello, Dean, this is Janice Jones. And then she goes, yeah, that's right. The blonde. Right. And I'm like, Oh, come on. It's like, it's so like, Oh, blondies. Yeah. Right. It's so <laughs> dumb. Like, it's just as if like everybody plays by the same rules of like the most misogynistic being like Janice Jones. I don't know Janice Jones. The, For, oh, the blonde, yeah, right? Yeah, the yeah, blonde, yeah, yeah the blonde, works, yeah, works. yeah, so dumb, yeah. So, um, another subhumanoid meltdown happens when, uh, basically the squirrels request two subhumanoids, one of each sex, mm -hmm. to go to just a a hangout, a party that they're having somewhere on campus in a junk hole. Yeah, I don't know. It's just gross. Show me your junk hole. Yeah. And uh, a male, some humanoid, shows up and then winds up, like, chewing on glass. Yeah. And, and then he... Because he, he's, he's mentally not there. Yeah, and then he he, then they cut back and they come back and he has tons of glass coming through him. Yeah, just, like, out of his cheeks and stuff. Yeah. And, it's like, what the fuck? And then hello, like, blood's falling out of his mouth. Yeah. And then it starts foaming. Right, and then he melts down and cre and c turns himself into a little troll too. 
<laughs> not Troll Two though. Oh, a Troll far t- better as movie well. that would be. Yeah, that's wild. When you're saying Troll Two is a far better film, probably he turns into a critter's ball. <laughs> to be fair, I've never seen Troll Two. <gasps> oh my! God. I know, right? They're eating her, and now they're gonna. I've eat seen me. that. We've all seen that. No, you haven't. I have seen Julia Louise Dreyfus is naked in that movie. Ah, uh, I don't believe you. Dead serious. She's okay. in it, and she plays a plant woman. Okay. Wow. All right. Mm-hmm. Can't cool. piss on hospitality. It's called Poison Ivy. That's the plant woman. Damn. <laughs> so, Victoria was supposed to be the other subhumanoid at the party, but she decided to abandon the party and go see the person that she's falling in love with. Bronk dump dick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they have sex again. Uh-oh. And he proceeds to, after sex, kiss down her navel. And then winds up making out with the belly button. Lip. Well, then he's like, then he sees it, and he's like, ah! yeah, he's like, the fuck, <laughs> <laughs> like any person would do, <laughs> right? So like, it's fair. And then she gets embarrassed and runs away. Yeah, but as she runs out the door, there's like, there's like a squirrelette, like holding a machete to a guy in the background. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, and I stopped questioning things after that nah, yeah. final, like, being like, the fuck? And then Roger tries to find her again and um, can't find her, but has pretty much figured out the subhumanoid meltdown thing when a janitor in the editor's office is also a subhumanoid and melts down. Yeah. And then proceeds to be like, I'm Larry the janitor. Yeah, it's so <laughs> like, dumb. <laughs> it it gets to that level that a lot of trauma films have, where it's like something as a puppet then starts talking and becomes yeah. the main focus of the movie. Yeah, right. And you're like, oh, please, God, no. Yeah, and it comes with him. <laughs> yeah, yep. it shows him how to get to the other subhumanoids. <laughs> It's fucking But not terrible. before like being like, you should rally all the other students and let them know what's going on, right? Yeah, and they're still like. We don't fucking believe you, even though there's, yeah. like, a creature there. Yeah. Until, like, um, basically, they're like, uh, where is it? Oh, yeah. Oh, damn. This this stupid movie. <laughs> um, they're, as this is all happening, there's just a random nuclear waste guy, right, who's cleaning up waste and decides to throw a lunchbox full of it over a fence yes. and it opens up and a squirrel gets inside and, and, and I, the squirrel's talking the squirrel's like mm, how about some yummy nuclear waste yes and then right? it gets bigger and bigger like, why did it have to talk it's funny <laughs> it's funny <laughs> yes the squirrel gets enormous starts attacking well, it starts to grow yes it starts to grow it hasn't it hasn't done that yet meanwhile oh that's right that's right um man cheesehead goes to um Mayor McCheese. Yeah, goes to the Nuka Mama on his own first. Yes. And that's when, like, a giant fucking, like, baby fly thing? baby thing. This, okay. What is that? It made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you secretly like this movie, then. If, because you keep admitting that you've laughed more times than it should be acceptable. It flies by him, goes to the end of the hallway, flips him off, and is like, ah, fuck. You and flies away, and it made what me, is it though? I don't know. I, it looks my, like a gargoyle. It's my favorite creature design in this movie because it's like what? It looks like the baby from Toy Story One, that baby doll, like yes, uh, but flying but with like flying wings with and a it's dolphin all gray. Body. 
yeah, it has a fishtail. <laughs> we'll post it because it's funny. <laughs> we won't probably because I'll forget. But, I'll post it. Yeah, all right, you it's, go ahead and post so it. It's so funny. It's so weird. And then, and then uh, after that, he does meet Murray the janitor who yes. turns into the subhumanoid creature. And then... Oh, that's right. He's trying to convince all the students being like, Nuka Mama's lying to you. They're creating these subhumanoid creatures. And everybody's like, we don't believe you. And so literally Larry the janitor as the subhumanoid troll comes out and being like, you believe me now? Yeah. And then another like subhumanoid melts. in the room is just like, I saw another subhumanoid, I guess. Yeah, and, and like, he melts. just melts. I didn't understand that like if you saw a meltdown subhumanoid monster, you also melted down? Yeah, that's a weird one. Because <laughs> she just immediately just melts down. So the students decide to attack. Yeah. And chaos ensues. Chaos ensues. They're just beating the shit out of people. And... Um... Meanwhile, Professor Holt was arrested or kidnapped by the dean when she realized what his real plot or plan for the subhumanoids was. Yeah. Which was for military purposes. Yep. Yeah. And he wants to use them as, like, cheap labor. Right. And so he, like, locks up Professor Holt, locks up Victoria, and then after that, um, this is the point of the film where just chaos ensues. The squirrel is attacking. Yeah, and they're like, "It's so it look at its huge eyes and its huge arms and that huge pair of nuts." And it's got nuts in his hands. Why? Why are the nuts overgrown too? <laughs> I don't know. But here's my thing, right? Going into this movie and knowing how stupid it was. I was like, it's just going to be two big acorns. Why wasn't it just like two big balls? That would have been way funnier. Or at least it holding them down there. Yes. <laughs> it's holding them at its chest and it drops them and they like crush a car. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it keeps dropping rocks on things yeah. and crushing it. Like a lot of people are dying. There's this weird thing where like one person gets crushed, one bigger girl who happens to have like a bra on that looks like eyeballs. eyeballs, right? And then she gets crushed by a bunch of rocks, and then a nun comes by with an oversized pair of glasses and puts them over top the boobs. The boobs, and then the scene's done. Yep. <laughs> Thanks <laughs> for that joke. <laughs> it's not it even lit- a joke. Literally, all it was missing was a, and then we would have been good. Yeah. And so, um, uh, Ponytail Hard Rock is. <laughs> Uh, finds Victoria, but Victoria is starting to melt down too. Yeah. Right? And this brings us to what we saw in, in the, the beginning, beginning. Right? And uh, so he's trying to figure it out. He's like, please, God, somebody help me. Right? And then he runs into Professor Holt because Professor Holt gets picked up by the squirrel. And dropped. <laughs> and dropped. And turned into like goo when she drops. Yeah. And he's like, please, I love her so much. You got to help me stop her from melting down. And she's like, Hard Rock Cafe Hollywood. All you have to do is, is t- take this antidote and give it to her every day. And that's it. Hard Rock Cafe Hollywood. <laughs> this is a good one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Like, give it to her every day for the next, like, three weeks or something. Right? And she'll be fine. And she had this vial in her hair. But not no plug in the vial. No, it's just le- loose, <laughs> just leaking everywhere. And so she, he gives it to her, 
and now the squirrel is on a rampage, and the movie just ends. Literally, all they do is two helicopter pilots, one voiced by Lloyd Kaufman, talk about. I think the other one's Michael Hertz. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's the other producer. They're talking about where they're going to lead it to, and he's like, "Let's lead it to South Tromaville." He's like, "No, I live in South Tromaville." All right, how about North? And he's like, "No, I live in North." He's like, "How about East Tromaville?" That's where my mother-in-law lives. And the guy's like, that's where my mother-in-law lives, too. Yeah. End movie. Yeah. Did you watch the credits? No. Halfway through the credits, the helicopter pilots come back on. Oh, God. And they're like, it doesn't seem to be going where we want it to go. Like, uh, uh, are we supposed to stop it? They're like, no, that's for uh, that's for Class of Newcomb High Part 4. Oh, and my they, God. And he goes, Part 4? But isn't this part two? And he's like, no, well, it is. And he goes, well, why Why would there be a part four? And he's like, I don't know, because my contract's only for part three. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> and then, like, you hear you hear the squirrel, like, take take him out, like uh, uh, Lloyd's helicopter. Damn. And that, that's, that's the whole movie, guys. Jesus Christ. <laughs> quickest episode we've ever done yeah and if you thought we missed stuff we didn't <laughs> you, you know what that's you're right like we breezed through it i i had not much like to i say. said the plot is 10 minutes and the rest is just like shit happening mm-hmm. so um for the sequel to this movie uh class of newcomb high part three the good the bad and the subhumanoid um brick bronsky has a twin brother and they both try to fight and defeat the squirrel. So, I mean, just for the sake of trying to figure it out, like I'm interested in how this will all play out. Fuck. That means we have to watch another one Uh, next year. We'll do it for, you know, end of school next year. Yeah. I need a palate cleanser. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, what I do find is very funny is that like when return to Newcomb high, AKA volume one is out, they do the same kind of like previously on Newcomb High, right? And they tell the first one again in detail. And then, and it's all done by um, Stan Lee. Stan Lee's doing the voiceover. Oh, right? yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. And then he goes, and then some other stuff happened in part two and three. And they just fast forward through yeah, the scenes. Thank God. Yeah. So, like, even it, it's, it's interesting. It's even Lloyd Kaufman himself is just like, yeah, fuck that movie. Seriously, God. Yeah, so that's that. Um, where would you put it on the Jaws scale? This is a cruel Jaws. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is a cruel Jaws. Um, it's not unwatchable. It's almost. It's, it's, it's grown worthy. It is still decently made. Like for it, it, it's not shot on VHS. I mean, it's made. Yeah, um, it's trying to be something. I'll give it that. So I'm gonna give it a Jaws four. I'll actually give it a Jaws four because I still haven't seen Cruel Jaws and I don't want to disrespect Cruel Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's what we felt. Uh, I would not recommend it. I still wouldn't recommend it. No, don't it. even watch it. Okay. Now we're going to find that baby scene. That's the only thing you need to watch. Yeah. <laughs> um, but my question is, um, what did Carly think? So you know the scene where the doctor first comes in and starts talking with that voice? That's literally where she stopped watching and went to the gym and she never came back till the movie was over. Okay. <laughs> Dead serious. She was just like, yeah, I can't do this. And she left. 
So uh, that's where she stands on okay. that one. <laughs> yeah, as soon as he opened his mouth and was talking in that voice, she said, yeah, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah, this was a rough one. Sorry, Carly. Um, so that's what Carly thought. But I'm really curious because there's got to be some like major trauma fans out there. What did the internet think? And I like to ask that by saying, give me five. This one is written by Rock Monster 2. Um, it is written in January 23rd of 2001, titled Incredibly Funny and Entertaining. I saw the bad IMDb, IMDb vote of this film, and I thought it would be worse than Class of Newcomb High 1. But actually, I occurred to watch it, and all I can say is, Great, great, great. This movie is a real masterpiece of entertainment. It has everything a movie should have. Mutant monsters, sex, gore, incredible fat people, (laughs) bikini girls and non-bikini girls, crazy-looking punks, radioactive waste, a great rock soundtrack. Literally, it's one song, the song you heard in the intro to this show. New York's hottest club is <laughs> Class of Newcomb High 2. It's got fat people. <laughs> New York's hottest club is Nukamama. It's got car explosions, football babies, belly button mouths, flying man mutants. What's a flying man mutant? Flying man mutant. <laughs> a flying man mutant is when a little midget comes in. <laughs> And he rides on the back of a larger person. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, A Toxic Avenger guest appearance. Uh, Hashtag, hashtag, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Go and get this one. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, hashtag, hashtag. End quote. Ten stars. Ten stars. (laughs) (sighs) So, the next one is written by F.H.A. Betts, May 9th of 2000, titled, Frenzied Film is Fabulous Fun. I love alliteration. Yeah, I was going to say, great alliteration. (laughs) This is the kind of movie I never thought possible. Fast and Furious, this movie's infectious energy makes double espressos seem like tepid water. Cornball humor and affectionate feel for the truly bizarre are just two elements that propel this over-the-top meditation on the human condition. Ten stars. You know how many ten-star reviews there were for this movie? These two. Oh, really? <laughs> that was it. What about Amazon? Uh, I didn't... Uh... I didn't check there because theirs are typically like, yeah, I bought it and the packaging was good. I I would have been down for that. that you could have found funny. something funny. No, these were, yeah, these were, I did like these because these people really liked these <laughs> for some odd reason. Yeah, they just weren't funny. No. <laughs> it's, a, it's a sour note to a sour movie. Thanks, pal. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so that just about does it for us here at Bombs Away in probably the uh, quickest episode that we have ever done. Yeah, God. <laughs> You're welcome. So instead of this, why don't you listen to um well, I mean you already still listened, you listen to the end. Uh be on the lookout for a nightmare on Elm Street for our staff picks that's coming in two days if you're listening to this on launch day. And also 
are still tickets available for Nightmare on Elm Street 2 live here at the Frida Cinema with yours truly and Tyler. So That's me. I know. And special guests. Special guests. Special There's guests. Special. Super special. So join us 7 p.m. J- June 29th for Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, the most unintentionally gay horror movie ever created. So that can be all yours <laughs> if you click the link at linktree slash bombs away show that's link tr.ee slash bombs away show and then go to tickets tickets are available right there and buy them come out support the show enjoy it take pictures it's going to be a blast okay okay so also t-shirts are still available that's also at that link. You can buy anything ranging from Nightmare on Elm Street shirts to Running Man shirts to Miami Connection. It's all there, and it's all for you. Don't forget, we always, always have at least once a month a special running on T-shirts. They're normally 20 You can get them for as little as 14 to $13, depending on 35 to 30% discounts. And the only way that you can be on the lookout for those kind of things is is if you're following us on our Instagram, on our Facebook, or our Twitter, at Bombs, Bombs Away, Away Show. Show. Okay? So, that just about does it for us. I'm Jonathan. I'm Tyler. And it's the class of Newcomb High, part two. This movie sucked. Why don't you do something about that B.O.? <laughs> <laughs> been a production of Big Bulb Entertainment, executive produced by Jonathan Young. For more media and information, visit us at www.bigbulbentertainment.com. Big Bulb, what's your bright idea? Yeah.